It is the year 2045. After the alien invasion of 2030, there is a new world order. Superheroes of the West have mysteriously turned evil and taken control. La Liga Filipina 2.0, a new band of revolutionists in the Philippines, plans to attack the Central Avengers headquarters located in the Malacanang Palace. They are led by Apolinario Mabini, who time traveled from the late 1800s. In case you don't remember your history lessons, Mabini was a Filipino revolutionary leader, educator, lawyer, and statesman. He is regarded as the brain of the revolution. And just in case that wasn't amazing enough, here's one last fun fact. He performed all his revolutionary and governmental activities despite having lost the use of both of his legs to polio shortly before the Philippine Revolution of 1896. At the moment, he and his core superheroes sit aboard Aguila 1, the plane which they had spent the past three years building. As they approach the enemy headquarters, Oh my god, what happened? Luckily, the shields were up, so the missile doesn't destroy Aguila 1. But it does bring the shield capacity down to 75%. Just then, a blurry female figure in red, gold, and blue flies alongside the plane. Pila ibon kung lumipad, sumabay sa hangin ako napatingin. It's Captain Marvel. Also known as Carol Danvers, she possesses superhuman strength and durability, can fly at roughly six times the speed of sound, and can discharge explosive blasts of radiant energy. She also has a cute pet cat, which isn't actually a cat, but that isn't really relevant right now. Mabini makes a split-second decision. Darna, I choose you, he yells. Darna wasn't chosen because her outfit has red and gold in it too, but because she excels in various forms of combat, flight, super strength, super speed, and nigh invulnerability. She also has a cute, well, not pet, but kid sidekick named Ding. She ejects herself from her seat inside Aguila 1 and makes a beeline for Captain Marvel, throwing a literal flying kick while airborne. It's not very effective. As they are both highly powered kick-ass women who don't need no man, it doesn't seem like anyone is winning this fight. Then, Captain Marvel reaches into Darna's throat and pulls out the white stone, which is the source of her powers. 
In front of her team's horrified eyes, Darna transforms back to mere mortal Narda and plunges downwards. Inside a plane, Pandai hears his magic blade hum. This is a warning of near danger. Mabini doesn't spot anything on their radar, but suddenly... Warning! Warning! Incoming missile detected. Force field defense system down to 10%. At the corner of the CCTV, Mabini spots a fast-flying speck. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No! It's Iron Man, a big man in a suit of armor who also happens to be genius, billionaire, playboy, and philanthropist, Tony Stark. I'll handle this. Pandai volunteers. After all, I can bend metal to my will. Just like Tony, Flavio is just a normal human and has no special powers, but he is an excellent blacksmith and swordsman. Take note, Bisaya folks, he is not a carpenter. Once upon a time, he used his skills to forge a meteorite into a magical blade, which is maybe the Philippine parallel to a billionaire creating a flying suit. Third word disparity, am I right? Pandai pushes a button that puts him on the plane's wing. Iron Man spots him and turns on his blaster. Pandai raises his meteorite shield and deflects the blast. He wields his magic blade and fires energy bolts at Iron Man. It wasn't very effective. He then uses the energy bolt to heat up his sword and plunges it into Iron Man. It cuts through the armor like butter. Ha! Walang matigas na bakal sa mainit na espada! He yells in triumph. He pulls out the sword, but before he could celebrate, he notices the absence of blood on the blade. What the? What sorcery is this? He realizes that Iron Man is just the suit. Tony Stark himself was far from the action and happily sipping a single malt scotch in his mansion. Just then, Pandai notices a sudden gust of wind and the clouds turning pitch black. A whirlwind forms and sucks him off the wing, throwing him out of sight. A gray-haired woman in a skin-tight black outfit hovers above the clouds in the distance. With me comes the fury of nature herself, she growls. It is Storm, mistress of the weather. Storm is a mutant and leader of the X-Men following the departure of Cyclops after the apparent death of Jean Grey. She possesses the psionic ability to control all forms of weather manipulation, modify the temperature of the environment, command precipitation, humidity, and moisture at a molecular level, generate lightning, 
and other electromagnetic atmospheric phenomena. We survived Bagyong Ruping of 1990 and Ondoy of 2009, so there's no way a fake storm like you can defeat us! Volta yells back as she hits Storm with an electric flash of her own. It's a battle between two lightning goddesses. Unfortunately, Volta's source is Philco, the Philippine electric company that has recently reduced power capacity because of corruption. When her power runs out, Storm fries her with a lightning bolt and she reverts back to her mortal form of Perla Magdoto. Aguila One's electric circuitry also goes haywire. Oh my god, we're gonna crash! Mabini opens his eyes. Why am I still alive? He wonders. Impact from that altitude should have killed us. He peers outside a broken window and spies Gagamboy. He had used his spider webs to cushion the impact of the fall. I don't understand how that worked. Gagamboy, also known as Juni, mumbles to himself outside. He notices that there is way too much cobwebs than what he could have produced in such a short span of time. My, 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 what a sticky situation, he hears someone say. He turns his head towards the sound of the voice, and it's Spider-Man, also known as Peter Parker. Both superheroes had gotten spider-like abilities from the same source, a radioactive spider. No, not the same one, obviously, but you get my point. The only difference is that Peter got bitten while Juni swallowed his. Spidey shoots with his web slingers. Gagamboy ducks and counters with a web of his own. Spidey jumps onto a tree trunk and Gagamboy follows. Mabini watches in fascination at what looks like a spider derby from his childhood days. Only, this is in life-size form. The exchange continues for what seems like hours. Mabini wishes he had a giant matchbox to put them both in so he can put an end to this. But then Peter Parker, who is a science genius, combines nuts, herbs, and salt water and douses Gagamboy with his natural insecticide. He screams in pain before losing consciousness. With Aguila 1 down and La Liga Filipina 2.0 superheroes out of heal and revive elixirs, they are captured by a battalion of enemy soldiers led by Captain America. Prior to entering the Malacanang, the revolutionists, now reduced to prisoners, are carefully scanned for hidden weapons except for Mabini because his wheelchair does not fit in the X-ray scanner. They are brought to the Heroes Hall, as it is appropriately named, containing busts of Philippine heroes made by Guillermo Tolentino. Its walls are also lined with murals 
depicting the history of the Philippines. The mastermind himself, Professor X, enters the hall in his floating wheelchair. You imbeciles thought that you could topple this empire protected by Marvel's Avengers with your primitive weapons? Mwahahaha! exclaims the bald professor who founded the X-Men and the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Looking around, Mabini sees the bust of his former marksmanship mentor, Jose Rizal, the national hero of the Philippines. It evokes memories of the tough yet superb tactical training he underwent before becoming an excellent sharpshooter himself. This in turn reminds him of a sniper rifle concealed in his wheelchair that luckily wasn't detected by the security protocol earlier. There is an advantage to being underestimated. They have one last hope, but what can a sniper rifle do against an entire army of enemies? Mabini locks on a target, the forehead of Professor X. With one swift motion, he fires his hidden weapon with ease and precision. As the bullet hits its mark, we hear a high-pitched scream from the dying target, followed by a chorus of confused voices from all the Marvel superheroes who have seemingly woken up from stupor. What happened? Professor X asks. Aside from a disgusting green blob on his forehead, he is none the worse for wear, having been protected by his internal reflexes that activated a telekinetic shield around his head. You see, Charles, Mabini explains, when I met you for the first time today, I noticed a green object glinting off your forehead. Oh yes, why did that seem suspicious to you, Storm wonders. That specific green color reminded me of the aliens from the 2030 invasion, Mabini replies. In the Netflix documentary, it was stated that these tiny green parasitic aliens could lodge onto humans' heads and control their minds. So, Professor X is mind-controlled, obvious. But if he was the only one with an alien, why were all of us controlled as well, Storm inquires. Because Professor X is the most powerful telepath alive, Mabini responds. Once the alien controlled him, he could control you. Once I realized that, I knew that if I took the alien down, I would take you all down as well. Again, obvious. The Marvel superheroes are extremely apologetic and donate their supply of elixirs to revive and heal the fallen Filipino superheroes. They also help the Philippines rebuild its devastated land and even give a gift, a magnetic levitation train that runs mula apari hanggang holo in a matter of hours. But of course, no Filipino story is complete without the ultimate happy ending, a wedding. Professor Charles Xavier, take Perla Magtoto, also known as Volta, to be your lawfully wedded wife? I do. Of course, they will live happily ever after. 
unless there's a sequel episode, in which case they will have some sort of misunderstanding and break up, but then get back together again, and then live happily ever after. You've been listening to Marvel vs. Pinoy Superheroes, Who Would Win in a Fight? A special episode brought to you by Banana Q Podcast. The characters mentioned are not owned by this podcast. Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Storm, Spider-Man, Captain America, and Professor X are from Marvel Comics created by Stan Lee. Darna, written by Mars Ravelo. Pandai, by Carlo J. Caparas. Volta, by Mel Mendoza del Rosario. Artemio Abad, Raymond Yamson, and Francis Xavier Passion. Gagamboy by Dwight Gaston, Roselle Monteverdi-Kyo, and Eric Mati. All characters and events depicted in the film are entirely fictitious. Any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Special thanks to Mixkit for the provision of sound effects, Wolves for the intro and outro music, Wedding March in C Major written by Felix Mendelssohn, Female Voice over PA System narrated by Monmon, Sound Mixing and Editing provided by Audacity, Microsoft, Shure, Samson, Zoom, Yamaha, and Bayer Dynamic. This story is a fan fiction written by Banana Q Podcast, inspired by a conversation regarding the similarity of Doom Patrol of DC and X-Men of Marvel, both superhero teams of different franchise but led by a character on a wheelchair. Doom Patrol and X-Men. Hello. Oh, same. same. Hindi ko alam yung Doom Patrol. Ano nga yan? Doom Patrol di sila sikat. Doom sila. Pasting mm-hmm. <laughs> nanyo, may meron din silang Professor X on may naka wheelchair. Ano? <laughs> ano ba yan? <laughs> Let's not forget that an older gentleman in a wheelchair led both teams and that they were both described as the world's strangest heroes. Okay. Uy, meron din tayo niyan sa Pilipinas. Mm-hmm. Alin? Ano? ano? Si Apolinario mm-hmm. Mabini. Balimuha! Oh! <laughs> 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 Savior! <laughs> Diba? Hero din yun na. Diba? Pwede naman. So, ginaya nila tayo. Mm-hmm. Oo! Magagalit yung mga pinag- Dila pala yung nanggay. Uh, anong year? Anong year? Guys, naibig ako. Si Mabini. Siguro 19... Ay, 